Hello again, everyone. Today we're going to be reading all about David and Nabal and Abigail here in the book of 1 Samuel. So, in chapter 25, we will find the death of Samuel, which brought an end to the life of one of God's most faithful servants. Samuel was zealous for God. He did more than any other person in his day to follow what was in God's heart. He also provides us an example of integrity, honesty, faithfulness, and moral blamelessness. Samuel left behind a reputation which ranks him among the greatest of God's people in the Old Testament. God even spoke of him in the same breath as Moses in Jeremiah. Samuel and the other righteous prophets, not the kings, represent the highest moral and spiritual leadership underneath the Old Covenant. Okay, let's get started. Chapter 25. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together, and lamented him, and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose, and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Maon, whose possessions were in Carmel. And the man was very great, and he had three thousand sheep, and a thousand goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding, and of a beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep, and David sent out ten young men. And David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall ye say to him that liveth in prosperity, Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I have heard that thou hast shearers, now thy shepherds, which were with us, we heard them not, neither was there aught missing unto them, all the while they were in Carmel. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Wherefore let the young men find favor in thine eyes, for we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thine hand unto thy servants, and to thy son David. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal concerning, I'm sorry, let me try that again. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David, and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread, and my water, and my flesh, that I have killed for my shearers, and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So David's young men turned their way, and went again, and came, and told him all those things. And David said unto his men, Gird you on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about four hundred men, 
and two hundred abode by the stuff. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them. But the men were very good unto us, and we were not hurt, neither missed we anything, as long as we were conversant with them when we were in the fields. They were a wall unto us both, by night and day, all the while we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore, know and consider what thou wilt do, for evil is determined against our master, and against all his household, for he is such a son of Belial, that a man cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste, and took two hundred loaves, and two bottles of wine, and five sheep ready-dressed, and five measures of parched corn, and an hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and laid them on asses. And she said unto her servants, Go on before me, behold, I come after you. But she told not her husband Nabal. And it was so, as she rode on the ass, that she came down by the covert of the hill, and, behold, David and his men came down against her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain have I kept all that this fellow hath in the wilderness, so that nothing was missing of all that pertained unto him, and he hath requited me good, or he had requited me evil for good. So, and more also, do God unto the enemies of David, if I leave of all that pertain to him by the morning light any that pisseth against the wall. And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off the ass, and fell before David on her face, and bowed herself to the ground. And she fell at his feet, and said, Upon me, my lord, upon me let this iniquity be, and let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience, and hear the words of thine handmaid. Let not, my lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, thine handmaid, saw not the young men of my lord whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholden thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies, and they that seek evil to my Lord, be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thine handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the lord will certainly make my lord a sure house, because my lord fighteth the battles of the lord, and evil hath not been found in thee all thy days. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee, and to seek thy soul, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God, and the souls of thine enemies, 
them shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord shall have done to my Lord according to all the good that he hath spoken concerning thee, and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel, that this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offence of heart unto my Lord, either that thou hast shed blood causeless, or that my Lord hath avenged himself. But when the Lord shall have dealt well with my Lord, then remember thine handmaid. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which hast kept me this day from coming to shed blood, and from avenging myself with mine own hand. For in very deed, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which hath kept me back from hurting thee, except thou hadst hasted and come to meet me, surely there had not been left unto Nabal by the morning light any that pisseth against the wall. God sent Abigail to prevent David from doing a great injustice to Nabal's men. David recognized how wrong he had been in planning to take vengeance against them. There are times that God sends others with godly advice to open our eyes and keep us from doing wrong. When others counsel us, we must always judge our plans according to God's word and be sensitive to the direction of the Spirit. Okay, verse 35. So David received of her hand that which she had brought him, and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice, and have accepted thy person. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunken. Wherefore she told him nothing, less or more, until the morning light. But it came to pass in the morning, when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And it came to pass about ten days after that the Lord smote Nabal, that he died. And when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that hath pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and hath kept his servant from evil. For the Lord hath returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his own head. And David sent and communed with Abigail to take her to him to wife. And when the servants of David were come to Abigail, to Carmel, they spake unto her, saying, David sent us unto thee to take thee to him to wife. And she arose and bowed herself on her face to the earth, and said, Behold, let thine handmaid be a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hasted, and rose, and rode upon an ass with five damsels of hers that went after her. And she went after the messengers of David, and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they were also both of them his wives. 
but David had given Michal, his daughter, David's wife, to Falti, the son of Laish, which was of Galim. And the Ziphites came unto Saul, to Gibeah, saying, Doth not David hide himself in the hill of Hachalah, which is before Jeshimon? Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having three thousand chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul pitched in the hill of Hachalah, which is before Jeshimon, by the way. But David abode in the wilderness, and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness. David therefore sent out spies, and understood that Saul was come in very deed. And David arose, and came to the place where Saul had pitched. And David beheld the place where Saul lay, and Abner the son of Ner, the captain of his host, and Saul lay in the trench, and the people pitched round about him. Then answered David, and said to Ahimelech the Hittite, and to Abishai the son of Zeruiah, brother to Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai said, I will go down with thee. So David and Abishai came to the people by night, and behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench, his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster. But Abner and the people lay round about him. Then said Abishai to David, God hath delivered thine enemy into thine hand this day. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear, even to the earth at once, and I will not smite him the second time. And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed, and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him, or his days shall come to battle, or he shall descend into battle, and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed, but I pray thee, take thou now the spear that is at his bolster, and the cruse of water, and let us go. So David took the spear and the cruse of water from Saul's bolster, and they gat them away, and no man saw it, nor knew it, neither awaked, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord was fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side, and stood on the top of a hill afar off, a great space being between them. And David cried to the people, and to Abner the son of Ner, saying, Answerest thou not, Abner? Then Abner answered, and said, Who art thou that criest to the king? And David said to Abner, Art thou not a valiant man? And who is like to thee in Israel? Wherefore then hast thou not kept the Lord, the king? For there came one of the people in to destroy the king, thy lord. This thing is not good that thou hast done. As the Lord liveth, ye are worthy to die, because ye have not kept your master, the Lord's anointed. 
and now see where the king's spear is and the cruise of water that was at his bolster. And Saul knew David's voice and said, Is this thy son? Is this thy voice, my son David? And David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Wherefore doth my lord thus pursue after his servant? For what have I done? Or what evil is in mine hand? Now therefore I pray thee, let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If the lord have stirred thee up against me, let him accept an offering. But if they be the children of men, cursed be they before the lord, for they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go, serve other gods. Now therefore let not my blood fall to the earth before the face of the Lord, for the king of Israel is come out to seek a flea, as when one, one doth hunt a partridge in the mountains. Just to back up quickly. We speak here about the Lord's anointed. Um, a reminder, David refuses to kill Saul. He was assured God would remove Saul and David would become king at God's appointed time. So David and Saul's unique situation cannot be deemed as grounds for permitting leaders in the church to continue in sin or in evil doing. Okay, verse 21. Then said Saul, I have sinned. Return, my son David. For I will no more do thee harm, because my soul was precious in thine eyes this day. Behold, I have played the fool, and have erred exceedingly. And David answered and said, Behold the king's spear, let one of the young men come over and fetch it. The Lord render to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness, for the Lord delivered thee into my hand today but I would not stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed. And behold, as thy life was much set by this day in mine eyes, so let my life be much more set by in the eyes of the Lord, and let him deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be thou, my son David, Thou shalt both do great things, and also shalt still prevail. So David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. Now we're moving on to chapter 27, um, David living with the Philistines. Fearing Saul's instability, here we read how David failed to trust God. This chapter records unethical behavior. He took refuge among the enemies of God, he acted in an inhumane manner without the approval of God. He resorted to deception. The inspired writer of this account tells us of David's actions without approving of them. There are times that events are recorded in the scriptures which are not sanctioned by God. If we read First Chronicles 22, God's evaluation of David's career as a warrior. And we'll get to that later. So, And David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. 
there is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more in any coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his, so shall I escape out of his hand. And David arose, and he passed over with the six hundred men that were with him unto Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the Carmelitess, Nabal's wife. And it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath, and he sought no more again for him. And David said unto Achish, If I have now found grace in thine eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country, that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? Then Achish gave him Ziklag that day. Wherefore Ziklag pertaineth unto the kings of Judah unto this day. And the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistines was a full year and four months. And David and his men went up and invaded the Geshurites and the Gezrites and the Amalekites, for those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land as thou goest to Shur, even unto the land of Egypt. And David smote the land, and left neither man nor woman alive, and took away the sheep, and the oxen, and the asses, and the camels, and the apparel, and returned, and came to Achish. And Achish said, Whither have ye made a road to-day? And David said, Against the south of Judah, and against the south of the Jeramelites, and against the south of the Kenites. And David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to Gath, saying, Lest they should tell on us, saying, So did David, and so will be his manner, all the while he dwelleth in the country of the Philistines. And Achish believed David, saying, He hath made his people, Israel, utterly to abhor him, Therefore he shall be my servant for ever. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare, to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle, thou and thy men. And David said to Achish, Surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Achish said unto David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of mine head for ever. Now Saul, now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him, and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits, and the wizards, out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves together, and came and pitched in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, 
Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. So here we see Saul is seeking a prophetic word from God in the midst of his troubles, but he is not receiving one. So in despair, he turns to a medium, persisting in ungodly ways instead of following the leading of the Spirit, only cuts us off from God's help. Calling on him is useless unless we turn from our ungodly ways. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits, and the wizards, out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life, to cause me to die? And Saul sware to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. So God sends the spirit of Samuel to appear to Saul. We have to remember here, spiritism, occultish, this is all sternly condemned. Mediums don't actually contact the dead, but they typically do communicate with familiar spirits, and this story gives no justification for attempting to make contact with the dead. This woman of Endor, she was amazed and terrified when Samuel actually appeared, so this implies that she was expecting not Samuel, but a demonic spirit, perhaps. Clearly, Samuel's appearance was not the result of witchcraft. But the appearance of the prophet was brought about by an extraordinary act of God in order to deliver God's message of judgment to King Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground, and bowed himself. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God is departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, saying, The Lord is departed from thee, and is become thine enemy. And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me, 
for the lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbour even to david because thou obeyedst not the voice of the lord nor executest his fierce wrath upon amalek therefore hath the lord done this thing unto thee this day moreover the lord will also deliver israel with thee into the hand of the philistines and to-morrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me the lord also shall deliver the host of israel into the hand of the philistines then saul fell straightway all along on the earth and was sore afraid because of the words of samuel and there was no strength in him for he had eaten no bread all the day nor all the night and the woman came unto saul and saw that he was sore troubled and said unto him behold thine handmaid hath obeyed thy voice and i have put my life in my hand and have hearkened unto thy words which thou spakest unto me now therefore i pray thee hearken thou also unto the voice of thine handmaid and let me set a morsel of bread before thee and eat that thou mayest have strength when thou goest on thy way but he refused and said i will not eat but his servants together with the woman compelled him and he hearkened unto her voice so he arose from the earth and sat upon the bed and the woman had a fat calf in the house and she hasted and killed it and took flour and kneaded it and did bake unleavened bread thereof and she brought it before saul and before his servants and they did eat then they arose up and went away that night so i think we'll wrap it up there and then tomorrow we'll finish up the book of first samuel so have a wonderful day and we'll see you then